with your boys, Ashley Cole and Lee Carsley, back with another episode <laughs> of Running This Bitch. The motherfucking governors. Oi, oi, governor. Top governor. Top governor, top governor. Beer Rap and Banner, at Beer Rap Bants. We're in the 90s, we're in the Air Max 90s. Um, did, you, did you ever rock Air Max 90s? Like, was you an Air Max type of guy back yeah. in the day? Yeah, I had the boot. I still got them actually. I had a bootleg pair of Air Max 90s when we went to Berlin. Um, oh, what for my stag? Yeah. Okay. But they were like the um, you know, you get them from Sports Direct, so it's like slightly modified bootleg Sports Direct version. But it's basically Air Max 90s. But a German version, yeah. <laughs> no, I got them over here. I got them over oh, okay. Here. I thought you were um, gonna say you bought some some Bugarani Air Maxes in Germany. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sports Direct bootleg. But Air, to be Ma- Air fair, Max 92, Air Max they, 92 and a half. <laughs> they had some garms out in Berlin, though. Like, Trust me. Hey, listen. On, a, on, a, on another day, I could have just bagged up because I, I did look around. Like, there was one place right near where, um, you know, we had that apartment uh, overlooking the River Spree. The penthouse. Yeah, did you yeah, come to, yeah. our, to our little spot? No, no, because we got there late. We got I, I got there late and you lot had a day or so already, but I heard your yeah, apartment yeah. was nice. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Al and, uh, and Ed and, 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 and the man in there for hooking up. Oh, that, was a, that was a nice little Airbnb, little penthouse spot. Without the internet, without companies like Airbnb, you wouldn't be able to have experiences like that, man. Shout out to the mm-hmm. internet. But basically, what I was trying to say was, around the corner from there, there was like a little shopping district, like a little shopping mall. And I found a one little streetwear store in there. They had hats, they had trainers, T-shirts, mm. kinds of stuff. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to come back and I'm going to cop something. And I just never ended up going back. But it's yeah. always the way. It's always the way. If you like, yeah. If you're on holiday and you're like, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna come back to this place. Nine times out of ten, you never come back because there's so much going on. Okay. And if you, if you're going on holiday with other people. To, to drag them to the shops or to a record shop or a clothes shop, it's going to be, you feel away, like you think, oh, I'm wasting their time and you, you don't enjoy the proper shopping experience. That's what I've always found. But that's a shame. Maybe maybe we can go back again. I'd definitely like to hit up Berlin again. Definitely one of the best cities I've ever been to. You know what? It's sold up the road. Well, I don't know now with um, Brexit and with uh, the coronavirus measures and all of this stuff. Um, I don't know how easy it's going to be to float around into different countries in Europe. But it used to be like, come on, and that was like, what, 30 quid flipping Ryanair our ticket was, I think? Yeah, quick flights. I don't think it'll be affected too much with the flights. I definitely know that you won't be able to use your phone as much out there. The whole data roaming and, and internet and stuff on your phone is going to be peak for us. So all those people that voted leave, you wankers. Yeah. You, messed <laughs> you messed it up for everyone else. Well, people that, that, but... people that listen to this podcast, I don't think they voted leave, but... You know what? Maybe I, they, I did, maybe even, they I, didn't. I don't even want to make it political like that. If you did vote leave, I don't really give a shit, man. It is what it is. Like, there's actually people that regretted it, aren't there? There's people that voted leave, um, and then they didn't really realise everything, like all the implications of their actions, and now they regret yeah, it. Because they, yeah. they wanted a second referendum, didn't they? They didn't know um, what they were voting for. They, they thought, oh, yeah, if we can go back, I'll, I'll change my mind. Sometimes you make your bed, you got to lie in it. You know what I mean? That's it. That's it. Well, they'll be lying in it for a long time now. So anyway, not to get too political, but definitely Berlin was one we want to hit up again. Uh, big up Cowardy uh, Air Max. Um, yeah, yeah. Sports Direct. You used to get one one or two little gems up in Sports Direct. I know you get the Pumas. I used to have some nice brown and black Pumas. You get the odd Arsenal, odd football item. You get your football boots in Sports Direct. Um so yeah, Berlin was the one. I was at Air Max. What am I? Air Max 97s. 
Air Max 95s. I'm more of a 95s guy than a 90s. Air Max 1. I'm more of an Air Max 1. Yeah, you can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with either of them, man. Nikes are absolutely on fire. I had a I had a sick pair of Air Max 95s once that I bought in um I don't know if you remember this, but in South Woodford there was a trainer shop. Will Horn had a trainer shop. Oh, shout out to Will, yeah, 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 yeah. I did a photo shoot there for Local Hero episode three, I wanna say. And I took uh this photographer, Robin Barrage, who did stuff for Chipmunk, stuff for loads of grime artists. I took him out for the day, loads of loads of different spots. I got him just to photo photograph me. Anyway, I bought these trainers black and black and blue Air Max 95s was rocking them and then one time I left them at a football pitch in Leighton and I left them and I, when I came back they just walked off mate someone had just nicked them I thought you bastards Damn. you can't you can't leave anything man flipping hell someone really wanted my old man. trainers but yeah talking about uh fashion and, and crepes and that there's actually a new drop from Trapstar they got a new range out and as always, this shit is fire, man. Buy Trapstar. TrapstarLondon.com. The, the tees are looking mad. They've got like a little uh, Japanese anime kind of influence on some of the tees. they got like army fatigues, cargo pants. This is looking hard. This is a sick drop. And you know how how they sell out? They're, they're going to sell out quick. So if you look, look, look like they brought back like an Ed Hardy style design on one of those tees with like a mad tiger on there and stuff. Yeah, OK. I'm looking now. I know they did some collab with Dave on the uh, recent Dave album, which we spoke about. That must have sold out. But these these items here, they're looking fresh. I like, oh. I like, I like their bits and bobs. I like the hoodies there. Not for me, yeah, really, but I do like it. I bought a Street Fighter hoodie. I don't think I've even worn it out yet. I've just worn it, like, walking around because it was in flipping in lockdown when I bought it. <laughs> but, yeah, sick. It's like a picture of Ryu, like a Street Fighter trap star hoodie. And, um, yeah, I can see the ladies' bikinis are sold out as well. So, you know, any ladies that are looking to go on holiday, you can get yourself down to trap star and get some bits. Um, but you can't get these bikinis because they're exclusive, man. They're gone. They're gone. I like the merchandise, man. Yeah, the tracksuits are looking cool. Sold out, 140. Well, you need your peas. Um, what's this other thing, Hoodrich? I see people rocking Hoodrich as well. I don't know about that one, to be fair. Yeah, it's all the merch. It's all the uh, merch. That British brand? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think it's all in JD Sports. And for the younger, for the, for the youths there, not for me, for the older for the older generation. I'm more of a dad clothes now. I've got to dress up like a dad. Uh, <laughs> got my Hoodrich for you. Got my sandals and socks. Not even sliders and socks, sandals and socks. Hoodrich Lifestyle. Okay, hoodrichuk.com, yeah. Okay, okay. I see the model looking like Avelino or something. It's all about the merchandise. All about the merchandise. Right. How's your week been, man? I've not even said, like, sort of, how, how's it all going? You okay? Things going well? Just thinking I've seen this brand now, you know. But um, anyway, um... Yeah, yeah, all good. Just been watching the Olympics like right now. I've uh, just got a freshly brewed pot of green tea. Just mm. coming to the end of my first stash. So it's lasted, well, probably about two. I think I've got probably, I can probably get one more pot out of my loose leaf green tea. So it's oh, lasted it. a solid two weeks. I'm quite happy with that, actually, because it's double the price that I would pay for like a, a packet of Twinnings, like a box of Twinnings. Um, and the box of twinnings has like 20 sachets in it. So that's going to last you if you're having one every day. That's lasting you about three weeks. And the loose leaf teas last me two weeks. 
and it's double the price, but it's like, you know, it's all organic and it's su- sustainable, um, ethically sourced, fair trade, all of this good shit. Anything that you could want from an organization, T-Pigs have got that. Go buy that T-Pigs green tea. Okay, we need that sponsorship. You, you, you're, not, you're not recycling the tea bag. Okay, so, two, two, or three, two or three goes out <laughs> of the tea bag. <laughs> well, you know what? I think one day what I did do is I did put more hot water into the um, teapot and brew up another batch. And it was all right. It was all right. But I just figured, like, I've actually quite gotten into the routine of first thing I do in the morning is I put some some tea in the teapot, you know, and just leave it to brew. And then if I need it, like, you know what I mean? If it goes cold, then I'll just like, put it in the microwave or something. Probably shouldn't, but... Now you can you can put tea on the microwave, like, not not ideal, but if you need to save it, I've had to do that a few times. But as long as you don't spill it like you did the other day, I swear on the podcast, you you knock something over and almost burnt yourself before I started. Nah, yeah, nah, that was, that was uh, a bit clumsy, wasn't it? No, nah, but... um. <laughs> Personally, I think you shouldn't use the microwave, man. Like, like if you can, just like. Oh yeah, yeah, but use the stove, I mean, it's, well stuff. Yeah. Um, Not really. the end of the world if you do. Well, it is what it is, isn't it? We do things for convenience that we probably shouldn't do, and um, radiating your food to make it warm probably isn't the healthiest way of eating. But no, definitely, definitely. But as a convenience, like you said, I mean, look, our phones are glued to our heads constantly, so think of the radiation off them bad boys. There you go. Um, have you noticed a big difference with drinking all the green tea constantly? Like, is your piss turn green? Are you feeling healthier? <laughs> I grown a third arm. <laughs> the migraine, a third leg. What? Now, I'm, uh, Greek. Now everything, everything's calm. Everything's calm. I read. What did I? What did I read it on? I think it was someone's had a status on on Insta, and they were talking about health benefits. And one of them popped up where there was a, they said there was a health benefit from drinking green tea. And I think they said it was uh, anti-anxiety. Okay. Like it, it had anxiety-reducing properties. I didn't even realise that. So maybe over the course of this week, I've become less anxious about things that are on my mind. Um, maybe it's helped me to become more. It definitely relaxes. That's one thing mm. I like about green tea. It, it relaxes you a bit. Um and I think there's antioxidants in there, so it makes you, it kind of purifies the blood, makes you more healthy. There's so much, just Google this shit, man. I don't want to talk about it. I ain't like no bloody nutritionist. I can't tell you about all of the benefits of drinking green tea, but it's a good I'm drink. Impressed. I'm impressed. We've gone from drinking beers to drinking green tea. Now, big up, big up, healthy lifestyle, health as well. From the Olympics as well, that's been really good, although not as good in the track and field. I watched 100 four by 100 meter relay and great britain they lost by a hundredth of a second thousandth of a second lost to the italians of all nations um so big up the italians great britain losing it in the last 40 or so meters that was disappointing useless but bottled it bottled it to the italians again good for now man how, how are the italians the winning the 100 meter flipping gold man I think, that don't make any sense. I think more so how did Great Britain lose the gold medal rather than the Italians winning it because they were there. Great Britain was clear and then they just, my man just seized up. It's like he was go, he's just tight and then this Italian guy just came on. Just, my man seized up. The Italian man must have been putting some jerk seasoning in their food or something, man. What's going on? <laughs> some jerk meatballs. Bruv, what kind of world are we living in where Jamaica doesn't win the flipping 100 metres? 
They weren't even in the. There wasn't even a Jamaican in the hundred meter final. I don't. It think. don't make no sense. Listen, it's everything's a rebuild. Everything's a rebuild. <clears throat> really they'll be strong. They'll, they'll, they'll come back. They'll come back. I read an article in the Guardian about uh, what happened in the semi final. Um, let's see if I can find it. Like there was a guy that was like absolutely trash, and then. He he absolutely blitzed it and 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 got his PB and got the fastest time in the whole flipping tournament, and um, and then I think when he got to the semi final, then he just went trash again and he finished last. <laughs> <laughs> it was like what the fuck? What is going on? The guy uh, gets the remember? fastest time ever, and you're thinking, all right, he's gonna push on, and then he just ends up last in the race. Just like what? Do you remember track and field on the PlayStation and you used to use the pen for the for the um the X and O button in the sprint? Did you ever play track and field? Yeah. Yeah, you sort of uh, rubbing the pen between the two buttons. Yeah, that was a cheat mode. That's what he must have been doing. But now the Olympics has been okay. A lot of people have said it's not been great, but it's been interesting. It's been good. There's been a lot of stories. Obviously, recently, a lot of the UK athletes, uh, or the British athletes, I should say, um, getting injuries. So medals were, weren't happening, but... Lots of medals for the boxing, the cycling, mm. um, all the other sports. I didn't know. I saw wall climbing and BMXing as as, uh, as sports. I thought they were interesting. Yeah, shout out BMXing to wall climbing. Uh, skateboarding, big flipping skateboarding. transformer in the background, overlooking people, looking unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> if you fall off of the wall, bro, you're gonna take one glance at that and you're gonna say, "Sorry, Optimus." But um. So that was cool. I think skateboarding was introduced for the first time as well. Skateboarding is now an Olympic sport. That is so awesome, man. And it's not going to be long until the Asian Games comes where they introduce esports. So people are going to be playing video games and competing for their countries uh, at the Asian Games. And then maybe that will come into the next Olympics after that. Who knows? But yeah, it's exciting to see these new events, man. I think it's am- the Olympics is amazing. Um, I just found that article, by the way. Uh, and I slapped that in the chat. Yeah, you shared it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna look at yeah it. it was this guy, Su Bintian. Crossed the line in first place in the third semi-final. Was it Chinese? And, and was it a Chinese was 9.83 seconds. That is amazing. Um, He sounds like he's Chinese. Yeah, there isn't a picture of him here. But what a story. 9.83 seconds. That is absolutely lightning quick. He's five for eight. If I remember, did you do for sports day and, and stuff at school, did you do like the shot put or the javelin or the discus or did you do a throwing thing? <sighs> I mean I'm, I'm I was, getting confused. I was so. bollocks at sports in school. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna make no bones about it. Yeah. I've, I've never really been very athletic. Uh so I kind of just did like just dead events in it. Like I wasn't doing no hundred meters. That's, yeah, not um, a dead event. They're all important events, just for different people. Well, thing is, there was a lot of sporty people in my class. Yeah. So when we competed, yeah, my you, class always won. You dupped, yeah. You fucking dominated. And we had the best footballers. My class had the best. Sorry, my class had the best footballers and basketball players as a, as a class team. But you yeah. you had you had some sprinters. Yeah, we had some amazing athletes, man. And you know, and I chipped in because there was times when it was close. I can't remember what class it was, but there was one of the classes that had some run. I think it was Michael Levis was his name. I can barely remember. Um, but anyway, Lewis. My class. Lewis. Oh, not, no, Levis is the long distance, the, the lanky guy. Yeah. 
and the, and Lewis as well, the guy that used to play in goal, the goalkeeper, he was mad fit. Like he was crazy, man. He could do a lot. Like he was doing a madness um, on Sports Day. Um, but yeah, I chipped in. There was there was a couple of times when it was close. Like there wasn't that many points in between classes winning, and then it was like last few events to go. And then I've chipped in and I've helped my class to to get the total that gets us the dub. You know. Yeah, come on. Um, but there was times when it just didn't even matter if I finished first or if I finished last or whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the girls are winning first in 100 metres. The boys are winning first in 100 metres. We're doing 100, 200, 400, 800. We're just dominating. Hurdles, whatever. I was you doing like shot put, javelin. Um, That's what I'm saying. I remember you You threw, man. You could throw. Nah. nah. It was always just like whatever, innit? It was, Take the compliment, man. I never trained. I never practised. I never gave a shit. I just turned up from sports day and just did something. I probably could have injured myself because my technique was poor. It was like that, innit? I was like, I was the guy fucking doing beatboxes and illustrations and shit like that. Yeah, you've done well, man. You've done well. Big up all the athletes, everyone listening, whatever you did at school. Well, we took it back to a, a school day. People were listening like, <laughs> I don't remember your sports day. I do like sports day. It's a highlight of everyone's... Um, well, Somehow. see, in the spirit of the Olympics, that that's kind of where it comes from for us, isn't it? Like, we, we, we play sports as kids. Um, some people get more into it than others, you know. A lot of people are obviously more into it than me. And they're really practising, they're really training. When sports day comes, they want to kick ass and, and get that personal breast, have a record. You know, like, some people get a record that goes down in the school. Like, mm. they were the fastest person. And then even, because I remember being in, like, year seven, and looking up to some of the older kids thinking, wow, this guy got the fastest time in the school. Because, like, you just knew the records that the kids in the older years would, were, were setting and stuff. Like, so there was, like, kids in year nine and kids in year 11 that were smashing it. And you were like, wow, our school is, is awesome. And then you had the Borough Championships as well, where the schools mm. be against each other. So it's like you just knew that there was some real star performers in the school. And I always just knew, shit, man, that ain't never going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> But big up to them lot because them lot are killing it. But you get a gold medal. One, didn't we have one guy that was on the cusp of becoming? Brave. I was just like, about to say that his name was Mark something. He was um. Mark Vera? No, not Mark Vera. He went Holy Family. Um, wait, there was no, there was someone who ran for like Great Britain that's, that's or someone who ran. There was someone who ran who was like up there, up there, like super up there. Um. I left a message around, but yeah, there was someone who went to Leytonstone School. There was a couple that were really mm. good, yeah, and there was one that was like, he was on the cusp of, of being able to run for England, but you know when you just stop following people over time, you just lose touch with mm. people. Like, no, you would have got, you would have got the gold medal for beatboxing, the gold medal for banter. Um, well, I would have had to compete point. with you for that, wouldn't I? So. Cussing, I think everyone, I think we all had the gold medal for for, for cussing and whatever, because you had to be sharp, like hanging around like you, man, you had to be, you had to have thick skin, like you couldn't, you had to be able to take a diss, take a cuss, and you had to be able to be quick with it, like cussing man's mom, the haircut, the trainers, the did 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 and back then it was like if you didn't then boy you just get banished you had to be sharp definitely i remember that it, it was character building in it, it was oh 100 percent. i think i think some kids kind of they just kind of retreat from that kind of stuff and then they end up just getting bullied but i think <laughs> with us we just like Victor. we responded to it and you know we responded to it we saw it as a challenge didn't it? we responded to the challenge of people cussing you and then we just kind of sharpened our 
ability to be able to diss people, man. Hundred Did you remember on MTV there was like a program called Snap? I think it was Snap where you, like they snapped on each other. It's America thing, and they just be back and forth cussing each other's mums and dissing. And I remember that like growing up, we had to be. It wasn't personal, obviously. Like everyone had respect for everyone's parents, and and it was all banter. But if you yeah. if you had an off day, if something had happened to you, and and people had seen, then that's ammunition for about a week. And where we didn't have phones, we didn't have the internet. <clears throat> things would last a long time. <laughs> For real. You know, I don't know if I'm thinking about the same show as you, but was there not a show called Your Mama? That I think, yeah. Um, might have been the same thing. Might have been the same thing. But yeah, they were dissing each other. Basically. Love that show. I think that was an MTV on MTV base over here, and it was like, yeah, it was literally just all mama jokes. So they, they weren't dissing about anything else. It's just all mama jokes. Your mama this. Your mama so fat. She did this, this, that. Your mama so this, this, that. It was flipping hilarious. Your mama's so fat. How fat is she? Do you remember that Far Side song? Your mama, your mama, your mama, your mama. On Bizarre Rides. Oh, you're taking it back, man. Yeah, that's one of my favourite albums. That's a classic song as well. Search that. Far Side, your mama. Classic. This is classic. This is. Anyway, talking about this is talking about classic music shall we go straight into it let's versus, do it man. versus locks dip set new york we spoke about on the last pod before mm. obviously it went to air and we were saying cow you were heavy on the locks i'll give you that and i was like my heart my heart says dip set my head says a locks obviously growing up to both both groups um i stayed up to watch it now i don't usually stay up or, or or set an alarm for things the boxing and all that I'll, I'll watch it the next day but i managed to tie it in with feeding my daughter she went to sleep at two o'clock i thought this is perfect i stayed up i tiptoed downstairs like a ninja made myself a tea hooked up the laptop had my phone ready on twitter on the timeline and i went to the verses uh i went to Trilla. i watched it on Trilla. and man where do you want to start like just what a moment in hip hop! What a moment! People have been talking about it all week. I went and watched it again last night on YouTube. Like just watched the whole thing uninterrupted, and I had the whole track listing. And I thought we could maybe dissect the the verses and and, and go through the, the rounds and and how we thought it all went down, man. I was I was really impressed with it. I've seen this track listing you put together here. Very very impressed. Oh, I can't even lay claim to that. I wish I put it. Well, I ain't got that much time, bloody hell. But I took it off Twitter, so someone basically posted the track listing um big up at just chucky and uh i mean yeah what did you do was you impressed did you like the verses first of all like where did you think it ranked um first of all i gotta admit i didn't even watch it <gasps> dun, dun, dun. No. no i just couldn't be asked to stay up man i was like i'm not staying up till stupid o'clock and um i kept meaning to watch the replay and then i just didn't but what I did watch is I watched the highlights. So I've seen okay. clips. I've seen some <laughs> clips. Um, but I know that that you're ready to go on this. So, you know what I mean? Let's go, man. Let's talk on go. the clips. What did you see? All right, I'll tell you what. Talk talk on the clips. Mm. T- t- tell me what you saw. And then we'll, first we'll, we'll, thing we'll that, off that. Like, the first thing that I thought was pretty cool, because I've missed a few of these uh, since they've gone to Triller. I've missed yeah. a few of the Triller um versus battles so don't take it personally man like it's not like that, that i ain't got love for the locks and i ain't got love for dipset see this is one i thought you would have uh, been 
See, this is this is one. So it's got, you know, this is one yeah. I wish I'd have watched with you or watched it with like a couple of the men then because this yeah. this made me think of school, college, yeah. uh, like university. That like this is and 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 to get that that live feel of when the record dropped or when they did what they did, like, that energy would have been there. Like watching it in my living room, quiet is bit. It was good, but it wasn't as good as watching it with say someone like you who's a a, a proper head. So. Um, yeah. Um. I mean, there's a few that that we could have watched together. I suppose that for that same kind of nostalgia, you know, um, like the Method Man and Red Man one. I missed that. I ain't seen that yet. The, um, yeah, I ain't seen that. But I wasn't too fussed about that as much. Like this one, really. Really? Yeah. I mean. Wow. I mean, you take away. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of them, man. But I'm not the biggest fans of them, man. Like. Wow. I mean, you take right. You take Meth. Meth's never had a classic album, I don't think. Oh my, if you was here, I would have literally bottled you. Other than Takao, other than Takao. No, he hasn't, man. He hasn't. He hasn't. Redman's Red Man's got cl- more classic albums than Method Man. Redman was like my favourite rapper. Yeah, Redman's up there. Method like, Man is, was, it was, was close. Like He was in the, in the top. Everybody that does top list had Method Man in there at one point. Come on, man. If not top five, top ten, or or one of your favorite members of Wu Tang, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it didn't like maybe just what was going on, but it didn't make me think. Oh my god, I've got to like a lot of these verses things have been hit and miss. Like Nelly, Ludacris. So obviously, I'm not comparing Meth- the Meth and Redman was higher up there, but yeah, I just I'm, thought because they're mm, bound they're, yeah, I miss that. I miss I miss loads of these, man, innit? it? Um, but yeah, no. To be fair, I, I probably should have caught this one if it was on at like more of a decent hour. Like if it was like seven p.m. UK time, I would have watched that one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. Still I know. That stupid o'clock. Um. Uh. But yeah, like the the first thing I noticed from watching the highlights was they had a big old ring announcer in there. I forget the guy's name, but he's the same guy that you mimic whenever you're messing around and you're like, let's get ready to rumble. It's that guy. They got the official, like, sports ring announcer for the flipping Triller um, versus Battle, which I just thought was straight away, I was like, Jesus Christ, they killed it, you know? The arena looked amazing. Like, Triller got these grand productions anyway, so you know it was going to be fire. Mm. Um, arena looked amazing. Um everybody come out looking fly, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, them Harlem brothers always just turn up with the style, do you know what I mean? Dressed to impress. Um, and then Locks come through with, like, with the street style. I did like the um, the green outfit I think Styles P was wearing, like like a, almost like an emerald green, uh, that hooded tracksuit, sweatsuit maybe, with that cotton kind of tracky. Like, yeah, 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 that was a look still. So it was like, all right. These men are looking like they're ready to go, but are they ready to go? And boy, yeah. <laughs> were they ever? Were they ever? Were yeah. they ever? So Michael Buffer introduced them. Then let's get ready to rumble. I swear that's him. And he introduced the locks. The locks came on ready for war. Uh, first of all, the DJ, listen to this cow. This is mad. The DJ played for an hour. DJ played. One of the DJs played it, hit him up in New York and then said, yeah, shout out to Big. While playing hit him up. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to play the rhythm and then he just wanted to make sure that nobody yeah, nobody's upset about it because he's in New York, but he probably so, shouldn't have did that record anyway. The locks came on, I know, the locks came on and, and then it took Dipset about 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes to come up. There was delayed. 
locks are like bring them out bring them out and they started to you could feel the energy like oh this is gonna could this go left could this go wrong and then Mm. Couple of couple of dipset came out. Cameron didn't come out till later on. He brought out like a beach chair. Then Bearman came on stage and it was just free of the locks, whatever. So it, it was a lot of man on stage. Cameron came out like a like some kind of that's like a wrestling kind of move, isn't it? Like the tag team comes out and then... he brought out some. <laughs> like, yeah, they're gonna sit down, but bruv, them man, yeah, they should have been on their toes. They weren't ready for the war. And then ah, oh, straight away. Straight away, the locks are just. It was a masterclass. It was a, it was a lesson in how to perform, a lesson in rapping. They showed the art form of what it's about to be an MC in New York. Every every line, every song was clear to the point. Mm. They 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 performed it properly. Where Dipset was like. Uh, they were like you couldn't really hear them too tough because they were performing over the the vocals of the records. They were like mumbling through the tunes. They they weren't cohesive. They weren't match fit. They weren't match fit at all. So that was disappointing. And and just off that alone, you know, the locks got automatic point. But so many so many talking points and Jadakiss stealing the show, being the front man to so throwing jewels real quick. So you're saying straight away in terms of showmanship or performance art might be a better way to put it. Um, the locks were better performers than hundred percent, hundred percent, hands down, hands down, hands down, hands down. They did bare things like when they did band from TV, locks and styles went back to back, like physically standing back to back and they were spinning round, and then they were, they were saying their bars and then the DJ was cutting in, uh, cutting in different tunes and then they were doing the the DJ was doing the drop for certain lines um they it was a proper show like you could tell the locks had put, had rehearsed this and had patterned the war ready for so when when the dipset said one thing the locks were ready with a with a record and a freestyle and 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 banter and they just outbanted them they, they out- did that before the fi- the flipping event even started like well, as as it media, was starting right? so like case in point Flipping, they were arguing who to go first. Like Cameron and 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 uh, Jada were like, "You go first, now you go first. The same, and Cameron's like, "You're not even, you're not even at home. Like this is our home. We're in Manhattan. Manhattan's part of Harlem, near Harlem." And then Jada was like, "Cam, you live in Miami. You don't even live in New York. About you at home." And then he was like, "Fuck this. Play the record." And then they started with "Fuck you." <laughs> And bruv, when they played that, I wanted to fucking throw my phone against the wall. I had to be quiet. What a record to kick off with. So dips I'm sorry, locks went first, fuck you. And from then it was like, yeah, one nil, because dipset played I'm ready. And it was just like it was they they were just shouting, We are ready. And then from then it was just curtains. It, and then the locks just run up the score. It was like 4-1, 4-2, fight, and it just went bloodbath. Bloodbath. Murdered them. I mean, I did think that Dipset dropped some big tunes, some big tunes that I forgot about. Um, you know, like uh, like We Fly High. Like when that dropped, I kind of thought, oh, oh, oh. balling, yeah, balling. They played that later on. Because that's looking like, yeah, I'm looking at the... Um, at the track list, right? So that's looking like that came after. Um, that's looking like that came after Lux did something. Maybe that's a bit lukewarm. So, so. 
Sorry. Shut up, Siri. <laughs> Siri, who won? Dipset won. <laughs> Reboot the phone after that. Um, but yeah, I was saying uh, it kind of looks like uh, Dipset dropped We Fly High after Locks was, you know, they, they did like a, a no idea original freestyle. So they kind of like like a mixtape joint off of um, one of Nas's tracks, No Idea's original. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They had, they, they had like freestyle. freestyle. Yeah, they, and um, there was a little bit of banter there, innit? It was like, oh, you lot are trying to drop all these mixtape tracks. You're trying to make it a mixtape thing because you ain't got no hits. Let's That's go. That's what he was saying. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, it's just like, yo, okay, okay. They came into it. They all right. The 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 dipset came into it as as the verses progressed. A little bit of banter, but it was. But Jada was saying no, that, that one dumped them. Come on, give you gotta give it to dipset. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, they got a point. They got a point of that, right? Let's go through it, right? So, this, so, so, fuck you. I'm ready. So, one nil. Fuck you, right? Banned from TV or crunk music. Banned from TV beats everything all day ever. Greatest posse record of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, it really is, man. Uh, di- uh, started something when I was a youth. That was a madness. Oh come on! This is phenomenal, phenomenal. Play that at my when I get buried. <laughs> Played that at my wedding, but well, Andrew wouldn't have allowed it. Started something uh, against Suck It or Not, three nil. Yeah. Mighty D Block or Santana's Town. Now I, I gave it to Santana's Town. Against Better record. Him. Yeah. Uh, and then Who Shot Your Freestyle is when it was. That's it. That's it. So when Jada did the Who Shot Your Freestyle, mm. he said like. Um, all praises, all burner, all you know, you dick, you pussy, y'all neighbours, and like really, he got a reload from it. And as he oh, spat man. that line, the DJ cut the music, and everyone heard it. It's like, ooh, got the reload in the fucking verses. Spat the verse again. It's like, yeah, it's over. Flipping, who shot your verses? Get him, girls. Live my life. So what are we saying? We're another point for Dipset. Mm. Reservoir Dogs verse Sheik Danny's Reservoir Dogs verse and Blood Pressure against Pull It 357 and The Rock now 357 is a classic I think I actually got that record in my collection somewhere yeah you, yeah, but it didn't bang like Reservoir Dogs and Blood Pressure mm. when Blood Pressure came on and then also you have to go for like alright we have our personal preferences because there's a couple of records from Dipset that I think scored more over the locks but the, the the vibe on the um timeline and the vibe in the in the venue as well so we had reservoir dogs and blood pressure that's another point 24 hours to live uh verse from chic and it had g's up with max b harlem bird gang purple city and and by then dipset are playing three or four records within within the two minute period against against a verse from from the locks so Started getting messy then, man. Chest to chest freestyle against Bowie Bow. Now the chest to chest was the the DJ Clue freestyle, and I I had Bowie about it because I just think Bowie Bow is like it's a phenomenal beat. It's a it's a big record, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Don't money. Welcome to New York City. Now this is where this is where it got techie because. Cameron and Dipset are like, yeah, welcome to New York. This is this is the anthem for New York. And as soon as they had that ready, you knew, you're thinking, oh, is Jada Kiss going to play um, the, the Ja Rule record? I'm from New York. Bruv, when Jada played that, shut down. What a shutdown. Because, yeah, man, ridiculous. Have you seen, have you seen the uh, Fat Joe video clip of him reviewing the battle? 
And he's like, I wanted to jump on stage. I wanted to do a little <laughs> number. <and> get... <laughs> oh, my days. He wanted to get involved. So we can see the locks are just prepared for the war. Whatever Dipset are coming with, they've got a counter. It's like a boxing match. Uh, no ideas I original. Jader was was overly, you know what I mean. Um, he's he's Fox gone Steve. even clearer now. Yeah, he's gone clear of like his stage presence. If people didn't have him in the top five conversation after like, after the other day, you've got to start having that conversation. It's not enough. It's not enough. It's good, but <laughs> it's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> what else did they? Oh, he said one line to them. He's like, "You performed the whole summer jam." <laughs> He did a whole summer jam set in two minutes or something. Uh, what else did they have? All about the Benjamin. Oh, we fly high. So yeah, obviously that's a point for Jim Jones. All about the Benjamins or Dipset anthem. Oh, I had a tie for that one. I mean, <clears throat> the Dipset anthem. I'm going with that, man. Benjamins yeah. is, is a huge flipping record, but the Dipset anthem is 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 just yeah. I'll give and you that a push. The thing about Benjamins is, is it's not the Lox's record, in it. Like it's like they are involved, but it's like it's like Diddy and it's Biggie and it's like you yeah. Know what I mean? Well, he, they said Puff's verse because Jada wrote that, didn't he? So they said Puff's verse in the record, but um, and then they had Wild Out versus Killer Cam. Now Killer Cam for me is one of the greatest records. Mm. I bred I bred that record, and not it's a bit marmite. People don't really. Killer, killer, cam, get rid that for me. Um, wild out is probably stronger, but killer cam for me. So I gave him killer cam. You, you probably yeah, wild, wild out. out. Yeah, that's fair enough. I'll give you that. Uh, although I'm still because that, that was like peak Swiss beats, mm. rough riders era. Um, locks, nah, wild out for me, man. Yeah. Um, kiss your ass goodnight against salute and. Eight for eight, and the salute eight for eight was some Jim Jones stuff. So Kish asked goodnight. Uh, felony mm, against Old Boy and Haymar. Oh boy, that's got to be in it. But Old Boy and Haymar are two separate records. I don't know why they sort of squeezed it in there, but I think because the the two of them are so they are yeah, big records, yeah. but they're not. Um, they're not clash clash type of tunes. Like if you're gonna have a sound clash, you want something really hard bodied. Not uh, always. Not always. Mar- These are their biggest records. You the, want the biggest records. That uh, we gonna have it on tonight. It's like nah, man. That's like some. That's that pop music, isn't it? Right. So I don't know, man. I think mean, you're gonna. I hear what you're saying. Like in a clash, you wanna go with your hardest records, like your, yeah. your dip set. Your set. But when it's a when it's a verses and you got to cater for the ladies in the mainstream, like Hey Ma and Oh Boy. And they're two biggest records, hands down. Like, hey, Mar's still getting played now on Radio One at like Tuesday afternoon or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true, isn't it? It's true. Old Boy is their biggest record, and it was and it was the biggest record in the club. Like, it was ringing off back in the it's day. It's true. Some middle class DJ like that plays like everything will play Hey Mar. You know what I mean? Um, but I still, I think you play it in the club like, still. Like, like he ain't gonna be playing. I need a ride or die, bitch. <laughs> Come on. What's up, man? Are you no kiss? The brother with the hot flow and the hot wrist. Jeez. So, yeah, because he said, oh, Jules, so they played that and Jules was like, they don't have any records for the girls. They don't have any girl records. They're only playing for the men. And then they were like, what? Have you bumped your heads? Like, we've got, we've got, was it? We've got Grammys. You've only, you only, you've only got grams. 
man. And then playing Ride or Die, bitch. Honey, Jenny from the block, Family Affair, Good Love, Knock. And then, ah, oh, and then he, when he when he went into Knock Yourself Out with the uh, Neptunes beat. Jenny from the block, come on, man, that's a big record. I'm saying, we're about to big records. Murderation, murder. So they had about five or six records. Just Funny, to get, you know, the Mariah Carey team. Come on. So oh. you, you knew they didn't come to play. You knew they I didn't come to about, play. I even forgot about shit like that, man. Wow. And they, because they went first, they they could counter everything that the Dipset was playing. Mm. So when they played Haymar. Strategic team from. Come man. on, it's war. It's war. It's yeah. a war going on outside. I know. I I I saw Jada was into that one hundred and ten percent. Like there was there was no way he was gonna let his team. Yeah. Lose, no way. He no way. And then uh, summer with Miami. Like about a week before the event even started. Man. Yeah. And then Styles P started to get into his bag with Good Times, uh, and they mixed it in with I Got Five on it as well. So even the DJ was cutting the next instrumental into the verse, and it was a proper show, proper show. That was against Santana and Murder Murder, so obviously Good Times is going to win that. Then they played Rough Riders Anthem Remix, Get Me Dog, Last Days against Down and Outs. So that's another point for Locks. And then they played Made You Look. Money, power, respect. Money, power, respect on its own is 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 is, is stopping everything really. Um, and then we gonna make it at the end. Come on, it's it's too much, man. It's too much. It's a too much thing. Ah, right. locks hands down. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was got- gonna go that way, man. Uh, to be honest. One of the reasons why I didn't really want to stay up till stupid o'clock is because I didn't think it was a good matchup. If, like if I can predict the outcome, then it's not going to be as enjoyable watching it than if it was like, oh, I don't really know what's going to happen here. Um, you know, mm-hmm. like if like if you think about it, like in in terms of boxing, if you had like Mayweather versus Colin McGregor, you're like, come on, man, I know this way this shit's going to turn out. What's the point? Um, so it, so there was an element of that it's- in it for me. But at the same time, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch the whole... um, I had a few things on as well. Um, But I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch the whole two hour, the full two hour set, man, because it looks like a real moment, man. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. You know, and I don't usually get gassed off a lot of things anymore, but I definitely, definitely got gassed about that. And I mean, yeah, I mean, it was was closer on paper than it was in real life. What do you you think about the finale? Like, what happened at the end? With Cam getting booed and stuff. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't see that in the highlights. I was talking about with the last drop and 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 the way the, the kind of crowd reacted to uh, the you know the finale, the last song before they go out. Cause I, I, I thought it was dope. Like from what I saw, it looked like you know um, what they all come together like they was all like yeah like everyone get them safe. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that as well. Like well, throughout the battle, you know, there was these little little uh, salty kind of jabs from each camp and you know Cam kept saying oh they're gonna drop we gonna make it watch watch they're gonna drop we got it. and he didn't drop it he didn't drop and it they didn't do it to and the then end. that came right at the end and I was like yeah oh, they ended this set with a bang like that was cold and mm. even the way Dipset ended their set with I really mean it that mm. is a fucking mm. that's gotta be my favourite Dipset record man and they dropped it right at the end you know what I mean so it's like both camps went out with an absolute bang in my yeah. opinion 
And then it was really nice to to get that that love and that brotherhood of because uh, Styles P for me kind of emerged as a bit of a leader at the end and kind of bringing the whole crowd together, saying, you know what, there ain't going to be no violence at the end of this. Mm. It's, it's all love. Like there might be, you know, we might be making records with like with, when we talk about war, where we're talking about, you know, violent things and whatever, but it's all love. Like, and we don't want anybody going to jail at the end of this show. We want everybody to put two peace signs put your peace signs up in the air, two fingers in the air, and then bring your fingers together because we're all one. And I was like, that's fucking dope. You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of ended the show with, with, with a vibe. I've been, have you been to shows like that before where they say some stuff that kind of brings the crowd together and then, and then like peace and they go off the stage and then you yeah. kind of have this feeling of like, it's almost like a, the similar kind of feeling that I used to get like when I go to church and the pastor would drop some mad bars and you're just feeling real spiritual. It's a togetherness, isn't it? Like you've been, you've been, yeah, no, definitely. And that's what hip hop's about, man. I think what was nice is that they've got that feeling back of emceeing, performing, camaraderie, and then togetherness at the end. Like we came in peace, we'll leave in peace, we're all together, we don't want any issues. And that's what it's about, man. That's what this music is. That's what you and I fell in love with this music, this genre, this lifestyle, and, you know. And that's why I love the Versus Battles, because I think. There's a lot of people looking at hip hop culture, looking from the outside, looking in, and they don't understand it and they don't get it. They don't know that there's a lot of love mm. and maybe they see music videos where people kind of reenact violent scenes and, and you know, and, and they, they hear the violence in the lyrics and people are like, you know, putting their fingers up and going bang, bang and all of this. So <laughs> thinking, oh, these guys are all fucking murderers. And it's like, come on, man, it's impossible. It's impossible for there to be millions and millions and millions of murderers because everyone would be dead. <laughs> it's just like vibes, showmanship, creativity, you know, 100%. Writing, writing, 100%. good writers. And then yeah. they perform, they're performers, yeah, they're artists, and and it's love. And and I think that if you watch the versus battles, you see that there's people from 20 years ago where you might have thought, oh, there was some friction here, but it's just, it's, it's all love, man. Mm. Now I'm looking forward to seeing what they do next. And uh, someone was even talking about bringing it over to the UK, but be interesting to see who they pair up. What, what a versus battle in the UK, an official versus battle or a bootleg versus battle? No, like a, I think well. There's talks of it. I don't whether they do it or not. Whether it's a big enough market, there probably would be a big enough market here. But I know I know Chipmunk tweeted. Um, Chip tweeted that yeah he'd be on it. He'd be interested. But he's ready. He's ready for war 24/7. He's ready for the clash. Come on, man. Uh, like a grime versus battle. No, just two artists. So you could put. Um, yeah, but you gotta go because cause I think the spirit of verses is about going with the OGs, man. Like, you know, they had the Isley Brothers going up there yeah, and shit like that. Yeah, so SWV and, like, you know what I mean? Like, so for us, maybe you could have um, Beverly Knight versus um, Misha Paris. <laughs> That's a versus battle. That's a UK versus battle, you know? Or um, uh, someone oh, like... Scratching your head. Oh, no, it's because I want to think of people that are like old school people that are, you know what I mean, that are, that are beloved and, you know what I mean. Dappy. Who could we put Dappy against? Dappy. Ooh, because he's kind of in his own lane. It's kind of tough, man. Dappy versus... It's hard, isn't it? 
it'd have to be someone that's a rapper in it because there's nobody really comparable man um it'd have to just be dappy versus a rapper in it like dappy versus skepta or something like that which is kind of unbalanced i think because they make yeah. different type of music you know um, that. Maybe give me some more time. Maybe I'll think of something. Down no, I'll put you on the spot there. Now that you mentioned you the Daffy, I did discover a new artist uh, from Hackney called B Young. Oh yeah, this, he's been out for a while. Yeah, he's done. Um, he did that Jumanji record a few years ago. I'm not aware of that, but he's dropped his debut album, hasn't he? Okay, and, okay. And he's doing a lot of singing like how Dappy did, and he's got that little man bun thing going on. <laughs> But he's fucking dope, man. Yeah, like, he's good, man. I'm he's really good. impressed with with this, like, and he's an Eastender as well. So I'm gonna be a, a huge fan of this guy for the foreseeable, man. Um, but back to the verses, I did like um at the end, well, and a separate video that uh Swiss, you know, like how Swiss Beats and Timberland they kind of get together and then they do like an Insta live and they talk about what what, what they think went down at the verses. You got your phone near the mic? No, not anymore. Anyway, um, so yeah, yeah, so basically, Swiss and Tim were talking, and they was talking about who's next, and they were saying they were calling out Fifty Man. Who's Fifty Battle? Fifty versus who? Fifty versus who? We got the money, Fifty. Fat we're Joe. Gonna pay, we're gonna pay you. Don't be scared. Fifty versus who? <laughs> I think Fifty, Fifty or Jar Rule, but there's too much bad blood. Or Fifty Fat Joe. There's too much history there. Uh, I'd 50 versus Ja Rule because this might actually be a chance for them to come together and to, mm. to so and it would never happen if it wasn't for versus it would like yeah. it would just it would just go on forever. If Gucci, 50, 50 seems like the kind of guy like he just doesn't let things go, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bit of a cunt, isn't he? Because he tweeted, he must have messaged some picture like getting onto Dipset as soon as the clash ended. But um, if they can do Gucci Jeezy and sort of move their differences aside, then 50, 50 Jar Rule would be good. Um, I'd like, yeah, well, poof, there's endless possibilities. There's endless groups or artists. I'd like to see another maybe West Coast or South, a dance, maybe Scarface against someone. I went back to Scarface's discography. And, Face um, is a legend, man. But Yeah, he's got some, me, oh, man. First I'm album gonna, is I'm gonna see, classic. I'm going to see big records in verses, man. That's what I want to see. Scarface has got big records. Not poppy as in like Jar Rule or 50, but he's definitely got some. some I mean, yeah, he's done a lot of collabs. Smile with two he, he could, yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of collabs. He could, he could draw for some, like, a lot of A list rappers' uh, songs with them, and there'll probably be songs you forgot about, innit? Like, or I forgot about. Um, and like I say, he's a legend. But I just kind of want to see bigger records. Like I kind of want to see, like you know, like Wala, shit like that in a versus. Battle. I hear you. I hear you. It'll be good. Well, whoever get if they ever get fifty, I doubt he'll ever flipping do it. But um, see Scarface. I don't know. I see Scarface as more of a storyteller. So kind of like someone yeah, yeah. like roll up a zoo and you sit down and you concentrate to what they say. Like you sit down and you listen. I to hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I mean, them ones where like you know if, uh, you put your kids to bed and nine o'clock at night you know what i mean you just put the you zone out when you got a minute um not like something that you just have on in the background while you're running around and doing stuff the bangers the bangers well that that's what you could do with like you know hey mar and them kind of tunes there just background music like you say two o'clock in the afternoon playing on a national radio um <laughs> yeah. but that's not scarface ain't that type of guy so in this kind of arena 
Does he have mm. stadium music? You know what I mean? Does he have big records like that? I don't know. Um, Not for us. Maybe maybe in Amer- maybe in the South in America he does, but he's got more of a big appeal there. But um, Scarface versus who? Scarface versus Nas. Because Nas has got stadium records, man. Nas would blow Scarface out of the water. Nas would have to go up against Jay. It'd have to be that, innit? Oh, Nas would get blown out of the water by Jay. He wouldn't even be close. Jeez! Talking about Nas getting blown out of the water. He's put his new album out. King Z. Now, he finally won a flipping Grammy when he dropped King's Disease 1, didn't he? So, he come back with King's Disease 2 and you're thinking, that Hit Boy and Nas kind of collaboration, it's going to be banging again. And it was. And it was. And me personally, I enjoyed King's Disease 2 more than King's Disease 1. So, it, it all going well. Nas is going to win a Grammy for this. He's going to win all of the accolades. It's a really well-made album. I like it. It's cohesive. It flows, man. I got to the end of it, and, and, and I just wanted to play again. And um, I've, I've listened to it about three times now. Um, and these days, like, there's so much music now. Like, I kind of just session once and then move on to the next. But this is just making me want to play it over and over again. And King's Disease 1 didn't do that to me. So... I really just, yo, I really just appreciate what Nas has put together. He's putting his wisdom into the into the music. He's got that song about uh, having brunch on Sundays, which I thought was dope, man. Just kind of, I think that's my favorite song on the album, man. Just like saying how Sunday's his favorite day of the week where he gets mm. to spend time with people, you know, they can smoke some hookah and, and have a laugh and have brunch. You know what I mean? Just like, it's just like a family kind of, family orientated kind of record, man. It's nice vibes, good vibes. But um, where I wanted to kind of link from the versus battle to this was with you saying, um, a man getting murdered, a man getting smoked, I forget the exact term you put, and M, Nas went and got a record with M, and then Nas has got that famous line in his Jay-Z battle where he says, Eminem murdered you on your own shit. He got a feature with Eminem on the EPMD track, did Eminem murder Nas on his own shit? Did he? Do you know what I got? I got. Yeah, I listened listen. to that. I listened to that, and I, I turned it off at EPMD. I was like, oh, ah. I went to the next. I went to the next record. I, I can't. I can't do. I I listened to the album on the way. Where was I going? Just the local shops, and I sort of skipped through. I missed the Lauren Hill record. I need to give it more justice. Like I missed the Lauren Hill bit, and then the EPMD. I was like, meh. Oh, what are you <laughs> I'm parring it. I'm parring it. I can't stand Parish, man. EPMD, like, oh man, I just like oh, not man. a fan. Like Eric Sermon, I'm a big fan of production wise, but What's wrong with PMD? What? What is it? Is it because like, is it because is it like Redman this? I know sometimes uh, a desk record can change your perception of a rapper. Nah, I just, I've, I've never liked it. EPMD. I've always, just, I've, I've never taken to Parish as a rapper. Eric Sermon, I've liked. His solo stuff like Green Eye Bandit and when he did stuff with um uh his, like with uh yeah Redman and, and Keith Murray, the stuff he produced, but as a rapper and them as a group, I could think of ten more duos I'd much rather listen to than them, man. Oh that's, that's hurtful. Oh, yeah, that's so hurtful to me because I grew up on EPMD, man. That's how I got into Death Squad. Death Squad, right. that was it, that was it. And um, so, yeah, that was the bridge, man, because Eric Sermon was like, like, he was like one of the gods to me when I first started getting into him. I was like, this guy, Eric Sermon, is dope. Like, his beats were sick. His beats were I, I like the way he had that laid-back style of rhyming. Um, 
and he was just chill. He just seemed like a chill guy, do you know what I mean? Where there was there was so much madness going on in hip hop. You had like sticky fingers looking like some fucking crazy deranged psycho. <laughs> and then you got someone like Eric Sermon, who's just it's Eric Sermon. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's chill. And and um and then he came through with like, you know, Keith Murray and Breadman and the, the whole Death Squad movement. And he was an old school guy from EPMD. And like and their albums were so business orientated. I loved it. Like all of the, the titles were like Back know, to business, yeah. Strictly business, business as usual. I, I bought a couple of their CDs. I, I still got them somewhere if I dig out my collection, man. And um so I thought it was dope for Nas to bring them out. I never saw that company bought by EPMD. Like, wow. Does it? Does it? And, and then and it was a business-orientated song title, just like their album titles, which is fucking sick. Did it make sense having Eminem on it then? Or did it just say, oh, we well, just had a collab and we fitted it there? Because Nas and EPMD on their own makes sense, and they've called the record EPMD. But then to throw Eminem on there with his blah, 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 blah. Oh, the whole record was a homage to EPMD. Okay. Which was fucking dope in it because even the first thing that Nas says when he jumps on the sorry the first thing that M says and it's the hook isn't it so everybody says it like um the first thing that M says is EPMD we're back in business and for me the message is is a global message and it? it's like we're back in business I'm EPMD Eminem I'm EPMD Nas I'm EPMD we're back in business EPMD is the culture EPMD is hip-hop that's what I got from the record in it. Like, so I want to sing along with that, and I want to say EPMD. We're back in business because I'm EPMD. You get me? That's what the message is. That's where I, I deciphered it. Anyway. Yeah, no, that's dope. I'm um, gonna listen to it again. But um, and the thing, so I just want to say, yeah. I, 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 the thing about Eminem is he's been doing this for a long time now. When he jumps on the track, he kind of kills the record, man. Like the track will just be got, like you know, like when he jumped on the. Uh, I think was it on on a Conway the Machine track mm. and it's like the whole track's going nicely and then Eminem jumps on right at the end and then there's like a little beat switch and and then he's just rapping and rapping and rapping and he's rapping for so long like yo bro you could just do a 16 and keep it moving like, you know what I mean? Just bat it up, do a quick 16 and keep it moving. And the first half of his verse was 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 all right, man. But then the beat switched and then he's switching up his flow. And then the beat switched back again and then he keeps going. And it's like, I don't know how long he's rapping for, but he he's like he's trying to steal the show and he's rapping for like the same amount of time that Nas and EPMD was rapping all put together. Like he's got his own song at the end of the song. It's, and yeah. it just sounds so disjointed. It just doesn't work. Yeah, see, that's, I'd be like, all right, we get it, Eminem, man. You're like, you're an alien. You're one of the greatest rappers of all time. You can wrap rings around everyone. Allow it, bruv. Just like, <laughs> just stick to yeah, the script. You know what? It? Like, <laughs> it's such a good record before he gets on it. Oh, like, so he, oh, he, Parrish oh. and Eric going back to back. Like, and they're, they're though, it's like, the tempo's like, EPMD, we're back in business. And the record goes like that for like three minutes, and then Eminem comes on, and then all of a sudden it's. <laughs> You're ruining it. You're ruining Like it's like as a musician, like anybody that plays the fucking trumpet, the the, the fucking viola, whatever instrument you play, you know that that's gonna be fucking crazy. Like just pick up the tempo like that. It's like 
Oh. What are you saying? Eminem's like that dude on the football pitch that comes on full kit wanker and does 50 stepovers and loses the ball, yeah? Or man, he tries to dribble in a basketball court. He's Neymar. Eminem is Neymar. <laughs> Eminem's Neymar does too much when, when just a little bit is enough. The fucking diving and all the theatrics and all of this shit. That's not a bad comparison, you know, because on his day he could be the greatest, but it just does. You're doing so much, as Raskas once said. I'm going to go back. I, I'm a big Nas fan, obviously. I'm going to go back. I like Hit Boy and I like it. I think we always speak about this, how an artist works with one producer exclusively and bangs out a project. And then you get to see both sides of the artist and the producer and they can mix it up. Um, I did give it a listen and liked it. I, was okay. I wasn't blown away at first listen, so I'm definitely going to take it in again. I did like the Charlie Wilson. Um, and then also, I think, Death Row East was interesting. He was telling the story about like seeing his, his his mates and everyone sort of start to rock death row chains and they were the east coast and death row was building up a thing and uh, my bible was was good so i'm definitely going to go back and listen to that again king's disease 2 what are you saying it's better than king's disease 1 yeah you enjoyed it more yeah yeah for sure i just wish that that eminem verse wasn't on epmd2 uh you know i just i just kind of it's one of them where you, you you got a you got a verse from M. It's like, well, we can't waste it. Where are we gonna put it? Where does it fit? So it might. I'm saying it... you can't put him on the start of the track. You can't put him in the middle of the track. He has to go at the end. It's just done too much. Um. So there, that 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 I can see that that is the kind of thing that could make you want to skip the track. Like maybe I the first time M was on it, I didn't even know M was on it. Maybe the first time you listen to it, you think, "Ooh, okay, interesting." But when you repeat the album and that, it might get tired. You might just want to skip that over time. But um, when you get to Lauren Hill, I thought that she put a solid verse on it. I haven't heard Lauren Hill rap in a long time, so mm. to hear. And the last time I remember Nas collabing with Lauren on his album, um, she wasn't rapping. So it's just nice to hear. Yeah, hear Nas and Lauren go go back to back, just rhyming, no singing. Um, remember, I was talking about the uh, the freshman, the double XL freshman for 2021. Yes. And I was saying how there was a couple of them that I liked. One of them ends up turns up on Nas's album. Is that the brunch record you was talking about? Yeah, blast on there, and and I think it's just it's a seamless like. It, it, it works. It comes right after the Charlie Wilson record, and and it just it just flows in smoothly. And it just so happens to end up being my first my favorite track on the album. It's fucking dope. He he kills it, man. He kills it, man. I'm looking forward to seeing what else he comes up with. Thank you. Um. So yeah, I think this is a great album. Like like you got the old school like Lauren Hill and EPMD. You got the new school like Blast. You got the, the Chris vocals from like Charlie Wilson. Um. You got um. Hit Boy, is that Hit Boy rapping at the end? Yeah, um, yeah. I didn't know he rapped. I thought he was just a, a producer. He does his thing. I think you know, like any producer. Know, I think all verse, producers rap secretly, just whatever they. That was sick, man. Like I, there were some lines in there that I thought would probably the lyrics were better than anything I heard from Nas on the whole album. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I actually just couldn't. I was like, is this is. Uh, let me look at the credits. Is this hit boy rap? <laughs> you know, he reminds me of like when High Tech used to rhyme. You know, High Tech from um, Reflection Eternal would 
do a little verse or or like um Pete Rock uh, Pete Rock like producers will just do a verse and it'll be like a safe verse it'll be decent and it's it's more to accompany the the main rapper so yeah his yeah but not was... on that one I thought on that one because I think he goes first doesn't he I thought that you know because you know sometimes like, songs get put together in strange ways like mm. like sometimes things work organically and sometimes they don't I don't even know how to describe it like that sounded like to me like say um hit boy just wrote a record and then you know Nas come in the studio and he goes oh my days that tune is sick uh, uh, let me jump on that and then Nas puts his verse on it and then he goes, ah, oh, let me put this on my album. And he was like, all right, cool. But originally, like, the song maybe it was a, it was just Hit Boy doing his thing. And that's why he's rapping first. And then Nas just jumped on the end of it and he wanted to put it on his album. Like, them kind of things happen. I don't know if that necessarily happened there. But, you know, in a, a similar situation would be with um, The Life of Pablo and how Kanye got some records from Madlib and the, the normal parties in L.A., was mm. going to be a, a Mad Lib and Freddie Gibbs record. But Kanye was, you know, he's just come across it. And he's like, yo, i got to have this. <laughs> um, so I think I think just listening to it, it just kind of gave me that kind of vibe. Like, this is way too good what you've done to be just like a feature. And the way that you're jumping on it first and everything, it kind of made me feel like he was just doing that for like a solo or, I don't know, I could be completely wrong, but that's the feeling I got from it, man. But that record is cold, man, Composure. Yo, if if anybody has got anything from this, it's probably that I really like this fucking album. <laughs> and you should really go and get it and listen to it. I've talked about it for way too long. King's Disease 2, Nas, just released 6th of August 2021. Obviously, if you're listening to this from 3021, it ain't just been released. And it's probably a classic album. That's it. Um, I want to talk about this right, next few projects then. Uh, talking of like artists who work with one producer exclusively, we're going to come to the UK. I've got uh, Manga... Uh, formerly a Roll Deep, Manga St. Hillier has hooked up with Louis B, uh, sort of grand producer. Now, this is called Glow in the Dark. I really like this. This come out the other day. And uh, I like Manga's merchandise as well. He's put out loads of stuff on Bandcamp, like T-shirts that glow in the dark, CDs that glow in the dark. His merch game is strong as an independent artist. Obviously, it's got to be nowadays, but this is this is a real solid grand project. Um, the beats alone... What I like with Louis B is because he's like a young producer, he's obviously inspired from the Wiley sounds and the first sounds of Graham in like 03, 04. And he's chopped them up and he's added his own flavour. And this is this is a real cohesive piece of work with um with manga, sort of no features that I can see. And um I really recommend people get this glow in the dark, you know, community guidelines, NRG, me and mine I liked. Um look uh no drama no drop every record bangs and, and some's a bit more up tempo it's like a garagey feel for one of the records but everything is like the hard bass production is solid manga is clear as ever and he's you know what when you listen to him carefully he's got a lot of punchlines and a lot of witty bars that go over people's heads that you need to go back and listen to so mm. he stayed consistent i know he had make it out alive um which we spoke about and he's just been consistently working man and he's one of them guys that just stays under the radar um skippy with the flow but clear not really on the gas and the hype he's just good message good artist 
Glow in the Dark, I really, really recommend, man. I like that. It's a good, solid 12 tracks, a nice grime project, uh, and shows the evolution of grime as well, which we're all about. Dope, man. Um, someone who did a grime record on their new album, Shady. Um, she put out her new album recently. Shout out to Shay. Um, she's got a collab with uh, one of our guests one of our, uh, on one of our previous episodes, Lioness. She's got a collab with uh, P Money on there. Uh, and it's a range of, of, of the hip hop spectrum she's got going on there. She's got some deep and introspective tracks. She's got some up tempo and, and sort of more sort of like club banger type tracks. Um, she's been getting some love on the radio. She's in the top 10 charts at the moment, I think. Was it top 20? She's in the charts though. Oh. Um, so yeah, huge shout out to Shady. Go check out her new album. Um, I believe it's called uh, Wamba Clark. I can't even remember what it's called. Hold on, let me do this. <laughs> Man, gave, gave, gave it all the gas. And- I know, man. Gas forgot the name of the album. You gotta be kidding me. Shady album. Spotify. Speaking in tongues. Yeah, go get that, man. Go support that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, also, another UK artist, Morrison, dropped his Daily Duffy. Morrison. It's like free, free freestyles, wasn't it? Two or three. Yeah. the whole thing. I saw like a clip on Instagram. Yeah. It was... Uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, no, look, he did, he did, um, he did some fast double time flow for the first track and then the other ones were a bit more slowed down and yeah he's you you can't go wrong with Morrison man he's like you know Morrison's sick man favourite East East Ender proper geezer certified but yeah his daily duppy was was good man I liked it I liked it um yeah I liked how he I liked how he come with the flow and, and and you know he was riding the beat rather than his his typical just this rapping on it. He's always had flow, obviously. Don't get me wrong, and he's got a couple punchlines. But this one, he went skippy with it. Like he he did go in, and I, it's good to see that versatility from him. And so yeah, that daily duppy is worth watching with the Morrison. Morrison. I'm just playing it now. Like the first track was just hard, in it like just grease. Um, but also introspective bars. Mm, mm. And uh, as I'm skipping in. got a little r.i.p in there r.i.p steve yeah it's talking about his, his friends become your friends become your enemies and it what i like about him he, his music does have a message as well although he's on the he was on the crud and he was certified and you know yeah known, he, kinda, he kinda does goes, have a message for people goes into a bit of a rap ballad there where like you know there's no beat and you know mm. yeah Letting them just letting them hear the work. I like I like it when rappers do that because you just kind of letting them hear the work. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't really need the beat, the bass. I don't need the beats. Like just listen to how I'm doing this thing, and then the, then the beat kicks in afterwards, and it's like all right, and it's like you know what I mean? It's 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 like a merge of you having to appreciate the dope vocals and now the dope production. Because I think sometimes if you just give someone just the, the tune, just you just rapping on the beat, they don't really get to appreciate the separate components of it all. They're just like, oh, this is a song. I like the song. But you take the beat away. Let them hear your vocals. Ah, uh, why am I talking too much? Doing these fucking production tips and shit. 
No, it's good, man. It's good. It's good. This has been a proper music show. Um, another artist then who dropped a project from the East End. Fucking Eminem. I'm doing too much. <laughs> Full kit wanker, mate. You're gonna stop doing the stepovers. Um, unknown T yeah, from Hackney. There's someone else in here, man. I'm on here talking way too much. No, Ain't there man. nobody that wants to come and talk to us on BRB, man? Come talk your shit. Come crack some jokes. You we'll know what I mean? Up here. You got we'll something some you want to promote? You can come promote your thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm joining us, man. We need more presenters, man. Yeah, man. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get it. Um, have you had the Unknown T album, Adolescent? No. So, Adolescence. This is if you if you if you want if you want music like the instrument, the beats on this, bruv like up there, definitely up there. It's drill, but it's drill artist with a bit of a bit of a bit of a difference, bit of a bit of a soul, bit of a style. Man singing on there, man talking to his girl. Um, the production on is mad. There's a record called Bible Love, which I think you'd appreciate. Um, I think he's got his mum or, or an aunt or someone reading sort of passages from the Bible and then he's talking about the importance of the Bible and Bible Love is a big record um, Sweet Liars and Tugman Vacation you can't get any more road love road love song than a Tugma, Tugman Vacation um, this, I was really impressed with his project as well his first projects are sort of uh, coming out you know he's, he had a bit of a sticky situation with the law Uh where he bus case uh, and he's this has been really well put together so he's got millions on there pot of paper so the whole collaboration is staying strong with M man and Digger D um, and then you know M Honcho Nave Smalls for the for the big big bangers the singing singing records but yeah this I really like this I really like this uh, unknown T quite dark and sinister in some places what he's talking about obviously and then the production but so, some of the beats the, the music that's played is is commendable so big up okay. Hackney's finest big up unknown yeah, T yeah, adolescence worth getting he's got a dope video on colours as well where he's kind of like looking like Morpheus from the Matrix like all blacked out with the black shades just just riding some very Acoustic sounding drill beat. I don't think I've heard acoustic drill before as well. So that's a little man. Go on, you got on OT. Yeah, you like this. And his voice as well. He's definitely got one of the best cadences in the game with his voice. And um he's skippy with it. He 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 could fit on grime, he can fit on drill. And he's got uh yeah, so it's a solid project. So definitely worth checking that out from the UK. Can't go wrong. Glow in the dark, Mangerson, Hillier, and adolescence from Unknown T. Morrison, Daily Duppy, and Shady. You, you shouted her out. Big her up. Big up all the ladies as well doing all the work. What else we got? What else we got? I ain't, I ain't heard uh, Fredo's Independence Day, but I know that's out. Fredo's been putting in work this year, man. Oh, he puts in mad work. Did you hear? I want to. I'm going to listen to that. Give it a quick listen. Did you hear Skepta's All In? So Skepta had an EP out. Mm. Uh, Kid Cudi on there. Jay Balvin, five track uh, with a video. Uh, the video for Nirvana where he's uh, he's like a butler, and he's waiting on this lady, and him and the lady end up getting together, and then there's a there's a really good twist at the end. I won't spoil it if you ain't seen the video, but. And I think he's hooked up with some cigar company, making some collaboration with them. He's obviously had the rum. The EP was was promoted in um, 
Oh, what's the casino in a Hippodrome? Is it Hippodrome in Leicester Square? Yeah. Yeah, so they did, a, and that's online as well. So I, I streamed that, I watched that with uh, Westwood was DJing. Is that the one where all the Asian men used to go? Man, Don't know. Hippodrome <laughs> and I think Capital Club. I, I remember seeing a crazy swingers outside there once. Uh, and a man went and got a, uh, a cricket bat from his boot. Good night. That's mad. Yeah. But this is a, yeah, this is another solid project. And um, they performed, he performed the EP live. So they had a live streaming thing in front of the decks. And Westwood was DJing. It was, it was a bit awkward watching Westwood DJ now, like, shouting all over the records and sort of quickly mixing in each record. But fair play to him for doing it for 30 odd years now, I think. But yeah, Skepta All In, nice little project there. Um, can't go wrong. Yeah, I didn't even know Skeppy had a new release, you know, so that's definitely one to, to look out for. 100%. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing someone else had some news the other day. He was mentioning a, a legendary DJ that's been around for a while. Nah, maybe not. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I could have sworn um, there was some news from David Rodigan not too long ago. Um, But uh, maybe not. Oh. I haven't seen anything regarding Rodigan. Yeah, my bad. Don't worry about it, man. Um... A big up Rodigan Evil. Oh, you know what it probably was? <laughs> it was probably just like uh, something to do with Jamaica independence because Jamaica, shout out to all the Jamaicans, the Jamaica independent recently, wasn't it? Uh, mm. 6th of August. So Rodigan was probably doing something uh, to do with that. I probably saw some kind of update to do with that because, you know, uh, he's a big man in the Jamaican music culture. Yeah, legend, legend. Great DJ as well. Great to see live. Great to see live if you get a chance to go out. What else we got for notes, man? I know you had some good notes here. How are we doing for time? We've been on a bit. Yeah, we don't really do notes for BRB, man. That's more play on, right? No, I know, I know. No, some um, news articles. I know you shared, we shared some news articles. Oh, I don't even remember. There was something about Apple checking people's phones for explicit child images. Um, and then if they found anything that was untowards and they had the right to confiscate your phone and started opening up your whole life, but... Um, Apple plans to scan US iPhones for child sexual abuse images. And then people are saying, yeah, that's all very well. But then where does the, the privacy come in? You know, the rights of privacy. How do they stop you from oh, looking at that's what you said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought I that was interesting because we all look at shit on our phone. Um, some of us a bit more than others, obviously. Greeks. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, Apple plans to scan US iPhones for child sexual abuse images. I did hear about that uh, somewhere, but I don't think I've actually read up on it per se. They're not already scanning people's phones already. Ah, well, you know. Funnily enough, Tim Cook, uh, the Apple leader, is very hot on privacy. Um, I did share an interview he did uh, on the, the Fast Company website where you know he did say that he thinks privacy and data data privacy 
is one of the biggest issues of this century, along with like climate change. Mm. Um, and you know, he knows more than than we do, doesn't he? That big data is big business, and a lot of these companies, well, literally every website, every company, GDPR regulations, all of this stuff, like it, it's they're collecting so much information, and that's why we need the regulation to make sure that these companies aren't doing shady things with our data and our information. We don't even realize it. they're making so much money off of our back. Like a company like Facebook is making so much money off of your data. You have no idea. Uh, and you kind of need to protect your data. These things can be very harmful. It's just a big conversation that, it, it, it a, a conversation that even goes over my head. I can't even have the conversation. Mm, mm, mm. I would have to go and do research and before I can have the conversation, probably. Um, but um, yeah, Apple's got a tool called Neutral Match, and that's going to scan images uh, before they get uploaded to the company's iCloud Photos online storage. And it's going to compare them against the database of known child abuse imagery. So if you take a picture on your phone or if you download if you go on a website and you download something then there's going to be something installed on your phone an app a background app part of the operating system called neutral match that's going to just go through all of the images on your phone and it's going to do like a little you know it's going to have a little link to an online database and it's going to do a little comparison oh do we have a match here we've got a match with a known child abuse image and your ass is going to jail, motherfucker. Yeah. I see. Well, we welcome anything like that. We welcome anything that protects children and gets rid of these sexual predators. But I think moving forward, obviously, people's own data protection and, and information needs to be. I think it's positive, man. I think it's positive. Oh, yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. String them up, mate. Castrate them. Castrate. I don't balls know frustration's the thing, but it's got it's got to be some chemical imbalance in the brain. I remember there was a Louis Fruit documentary where he was he had he went to one place in America and all the sex offenders were there and it was all about the psychology of it and could they be treated? Could they be you know it's an illness? Scary man, it's worrying. Oh, I'll have to watch that. Louis Fruit really like delves deep into topics and and kind of unpacks them really well. That's gonna be a good watch. Yeah, yeah. Is yeah. that on an iPlayer? It'll be on. I think it's on Netflix. If you look on, yeah, it'll definitely be on iPlayer. It should be on iPlayer, but it'll be on Netflix because I know a lot of these things are on Netflix. And um, mm. it really goes to some rehabilitation center or some prison, but it's 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 a prison, but it's not a prison if you know what I mean. And it's all full of sex offenders and pedos and stuff, and they get in treatment, and it's all in the psyche. So yeah. Watch this space, watch this space. Right, how are we doing for time? I hear a baby crying in the background. Um, and if I said just, was, there's just no other a, music, was there? No other new music? Not, not that comes to mind for me. Um, I was going to say, just on a quick note, talking about Netflix, I did catch a, uh, a Netflix documentary on Tony Robbins. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting, man. I think he's an interesting guy. Uh, he's got a huge following, and um, I want to promote him. Uh, I do think that the books that he writes are going to be of value to people. He's someone where, when I was a kid, my mum used to talk about him. 
Um, but it's one of those things that kind of goes one ear and out the other. Mm. Um, and so now as a grown ass man, I've kind of discovered him and rediscovered him, if you like. And yeah, I just want to say it's probably a good idea for other people to look him up to. So was this net was the documentary just about his life and his his books and stuff? I am not your guru. Netflix officials. Yeah, to be honest series. with you, I didn't watch the whole thing, and I didn't think it's the best watch ever. But it seemed to take place like in his future or in his present, and like just following him around as he does his his performances, as he does his shows, um, and you kind of get to see inside you know like you get a lot of these public speakers and people who are like life coaches and stuff like that mm. um and you get a very like pr version of them like you know posters and uh, a very clean and polished image um but what you don't get to see is the nitty-gritty and in this documentary you get to see the nitty-gritty behind tony robbins who he is what he's like what goes into to making his his shows it's interesting if you like that kind of behind the scenes kind of kind of stuff you're gonna enjoy the documentary but bigger than the documentary is what he talks about uh you know you can go on his website he's got loads of courses and stuff like that he's got loads of products um but i think his books like there's some jewels and gems in his books um you know we, we do the self-help stuff from time to time on this podcast don't we and that is something that i'll be looking into to improve myself and i'm just saying i think it's a good idea other people look up to only robinson yeah, definitely. We've got the self-helpers as well. There's a, there's a lot of stuff out there. Hopefully we can help you with the podcast. Giving you some escapism, some music reviews and everything to get you through. I've not really watched anything, if I'm honest. Um, just no time. Just the Olympics. Apart from the Olympics, what was your favourite events? Uh, the basketball, obviously. Watching the men's basketball was good. Uh, watching the... 100, 200, 400 always goes down well. And um, watching a bit of the British boxing was good. Um, there's so much going on. I just sort of left it on BBC. And then whenever we had the TV on in the day, obviously we didn't want the TV on too much because of the baby. Um, too much television and that. So whatever was just on in, in the, uh, the review and the highlights, I just had that. So, yeah, what about yourself? Yeah, I just caught bits here or there. I do like the combat sports. I caught a bit of taekwondo, a bit of judo. Um, I, I just loads in it. Like, uh, there's so much sport going on at the same time. Things that weren't even in the Olympics, like a bit of Roland Garros, a bit of tennis. Mm. Um, I saw some of Djokovic versus Nadal. I did like the Olympic football. Shout out to uh, Martinelli and Brazil for, for winning the gold. Um, I think I saw USA versus France in the basketball. Um, yeah, you know, just shout out to Great Britain, man. I mean, 22 gold medals, man. That's fucking dope, man. Yeah, think, where did we finish? Where did we finish on the on the fourth medal chart? 22 gold medals, man. Fourth in the medal chart, 65 medals in total. Um, that's 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 awesome. I think for Great Britain to be in top five, man, that's dope. Um, when you look at the size of our nation compared to like the size of the United States and, and China, like I would expect them, you know, because you know the way the competition works, isn't it? You see mm. one person enter, and you think, oh, I'm going to step up my game, and they think I'm going to step up my game even more, and the competition just pushes the levels higher. So if you've got more people competing, then there's a bigger pool to select from. 
So technically, the, the, the nation with the most amount of people should always have the best athletes. So China and the United States should always sure, be yeah. number one and number two. And then it's just the rest of the nations looking at three, four and five. So to see us in, in full spot, go on, Great Britain, you've done well, man. I yeah, like that. and, and that's, with, that's with injuries as well. So uh, KJT would have been on for a medal, hopefully, in the decathlon. Um, Dean Asher Smith maybe in the 200 not in the hot ones but in the twos and so uh, there was another injury as well so it's been really good man it's been really good and I think what's been positive as well is like the legacy continued from London 2012 so obviously all the gas from London Olympics and now everyone's gone on to to watch that and then they've grown up and they've become athletes and now they've, they've been in an Olympic final and then medaled as well which is an achievement so Hopefully, the kids that are watching this now, in 2021, when it comes to flipping 2030-something or whatever. <laughs> don't be, don't be in it. Um, oh, before, before we roll out, I did want to uh, shout out the um, the sporting heroes. There's a couple of legendary stories coming out of the Olympics, weren't there? There was one guy who was, I think he was the first gay man to win something, to win a gold medal. Um, Tom uh, Daly Yeah And so he, he had a little speech Which was quite powerful You know one of those This isn't just for me This is for everybody like me So that, that's So in this, the spirit of what you were just saying About the next generation of kids getting inspired There's probably going to be Some young homosexuals Looking up at this guy and thinking You know what I kind of thought maybe this kind of thing Wasn't for people like us But now that I've seen my guy I know that I can do that too so yeah, I, I like that kind of thing, man. So yeah, shout out to my guy and um, Tom Daly and that. Uh, there was another story from Canada. Um, I think I did send that story into the group actually. Uh, Transgender, so, yeah. Yeah, well, interesting story, man. I think it's quite an interesting story. Her name is Quinn, and she she's changed her name. It's mononym. So. She was previously like first name, last name, but now she's kind of changed her identity and she's she's kind of like a trans person who used to identify as a woman, but now she's identifying as non-binary. So it's like, I'm not a woman and I'm not a man. My name isn't Rebecca anymore. My name is just Quinn. Uh, and because she was born as a woman, the Canadian... Uh, societies the the sports society has said it's okay for her to continue playing for women's you know we're playing in women's professional football um and there she is at the olympics winning gold um being the first out transgender non-binary athlete to compete at the olympics the first to medal and the first to earn a gold medal quinn Legendary things, the first. Quinn the first. God, big up. That is amazing. It's inspiring, Matt. It's inspiring. Because um, I know there was another transgender person that did the weightlifting. Um, there was a man who was now identified as a woman, entered the, the women's weightlifting, but but didn't get any didn't get any recognised oh, lifts. So. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We had this kind of debate before, innit? A, a born man who's now competing as a woman. Yeah. I don't agree with that, man. 
Well, yeah. like with this quid situation, a born woman who is competing as a woman, competing in with other women, cool. But born man and competing with women, I probably ain't the only one that thinks could be an unfair disadvantage there, man. Yeah, they could. They could Especially when that. you're talking about weightlifting, like the natural kind of like testosterone that a male body has, uh, versus you know the amount of testosterone that a female body produces. You'd think a man would have an advantage. However, going through some kind of a transformation, maybe you're, you're you, you know you're taking some estrogen, um, your body's transforming in, in in a more feminine way. I didn't think it would be fair either. Well, it, it, it didn't matter in the end because she didn't even get any recognised looks. And <laughs> so, um, but that's the thing you can see that if if they did if they did get like the gold medals and stuff, there would be some controversy around that. People would be talking some shit. Like like with Simone Biles. Shout out to Simone Biles. I was surprised out when she came out and said, you know what, I've got. A mental health issue and I don't want to continue uh, at these events right now I was surprised that so many people came out and and came and, and went up against her like you know there was a, another athlete who I think he went on to he, he won Olympic gold in the wrestling for USA and then he went on to have a career in MMA I think he was in the UFC and he came out um, saying, you know, I think Simone Biles shouldn't have quit, blah, blah, blah. She should have pushed through and blah. And then, you know, you got people in media like Piers. Um, we wanted to come out and start talk some shit as well. I mean, you don't know what's going through somebody's mind. I, I hear that what she's going through is, is uh, known as the twisties. Um, yeah. So you don't know what's going on as you jump in. And... I mean, if, if you're confused... And you're going to jump into midair and try and do somersault. You could really mess yourself up if you mess up your landing. You know, like, you know, like, I don't know if people think about stuff like that, man. If like, people consider the worst case scenario, like from a risk management perspective, it's not really worth the risk, is it? Jump up in the air with the twisties all confused, get it wrong, land on your neck, break your fucking neck. Yeah, that's it. Career done. Just don't do it, innit? Get your head right and then come back, which is what she did. She came back and she got a bronze medal. So, yeah, shout out to Simone Biles. Ah, what a strange turn of events. Mm, even even some of the greats have off days, but um, she did come under a lot of flack. And I'm just surprised that, that people weren't more supportive. There was a lot of support, obviously, but I'm surprised that people weren't more supportive. Now, why should I be surprised? There's always conflicting opinions. There's always conflicting views. Yes, yes, yes. But, you know, I would like to think that going forward, people would be more understanding of mental health and somebody who thinks, you know what, I don't think I can do this or I don't want to do this or I want to take the decision to put my mental health first and take myself out of, like, a high-pressure situation or a situation that is degrading my mental health. I'm taking myself out of that. I think people should just understand and say, all right, cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's competitive sports. And yeah, you know, years and years and years ago, people would have had an attitude of just push through, just keep going. Um, and maybe that would have worked for some people. But there obviously would be stories where it didn't work for some people, innit? 
it's yeah, I think back in the day people would just say just get on with it. But now because it's such a it is true, man. Like people have an injury to their arm or leg, they pull out and no one says anything. But if you say my mental health, because you can't see it, people are quick to question it. And I mean, the greatest gymnast of all time. She's got to have an off day. She's only 24. I mean, and then she bounced back and didn't she get a silver or something in the um the beam? Got, so she's got bronze. Bronze. And I saw her sort of post match little talk. And she said that bronze medal means more to her than the bronze she got in the previous games. Um, when, like, you know, when she was just 100% and busting her ass and she got a bronze medal, like, that was good. But to actually go through this struggle yeah, and then yeah. take a break and then come back and then still get a bronze, she felt she's like, yeah, that, that, was, that, was, that one was, was fire. And I rate her for that still because she could have just... Been like, nah, I'm second the whole games, but she came back. Oh, big up Simone Biles. Big up everyone that watched the Olympics. Big up yourselves for listening. Another episode flown through, no notes, off the top, versus Dipset, Lock Styley, episode Air Max 90 something or other. <laughs> I should have had it ready. Myself, Ben English, at Beer Rap Bance. Make sure you hit us up. Myself at Cal Series, you know what it is, beerreffabanter at gmail.com if you want to come and present for us. That's it, we're going to get some more guests on the show. Big up the fantasy football lot. I know we're going to talk about more about that on the Play On podcast, the football podcast. Every you just other reminded week. me. I know, man. I, I know the forgot, streets are asking. People have been messaging I me, man. I forgot to read out the pin because that's what I was going to do. I was going to read out the pin on the pod. Give me two seconds. Let me go get the pin. All right, so while Cal's getting his notes, don't forget, like, subscribe, leave a comment, share. There's so, so many podcasts out there. We really appreciate your time, giving us an hour, two hours of your day, of your week, of your month listening to us. Go check out a lot of the artists that we spoke about. Definitely go check out the UK acts. Big up Manga St. Hillier. Check out Genesis Elijah because he had a record there. He's always got records out. Big up Unknown T, uh, Skeptos Project, Fredo, Watch the Dipset, Locks Thing. Uh, big up all the teachers on summer holiday and everyone working lockdown is lifting but still wear your mask get your jab don't get your jab whatever you're doing i'm getting my jab wednesday so if you don't hear from me next episode you know why jesus christ me. you are really good at talking shit in it <laughs> man just killed so much time no dead air man no dead air this is what I'm <laughs> a thousand ten thousand hours of chatting shit <laughs> <laughs> Master, um, Master P, have you got it? Yeah, we got uh, all lowercase N. If you want to join, you're more than welcome. Beer Rap and Banter, BRB Podcast League, yeah, at the official Premier League, um, Fantasy Football League is what we're doing. I had to delete the old league, right, because they've introduced a new feature. They've got a cup competition that can run alongside a league. So when I renewed the old league, it doesn't have the cup competition. And I thought, come on, man, we gotta have the we gotta have the league and cup going on, ain't we? Definitely, definitely. And I need to yeah, we gotta have the league cup one too. Is that the head-to-head thing? No, it's a whole new uh it's a whole new competition that they've introduced for this season. So you got so head to head, you got head to head and you got the classic league, right? So we're going for the regular classic FPL league. 
But alongside the league competition, there's also a cup competition now. So it might be because it's brand new. So I don't really, I haven't really looked everything up. I don't really know how it all works. Um, we haven't had like a a season where before where we've seen it and we know exactly how it works. It might actually work in the way that a head-to-head does. So you mm-hmm. have your classic league running alongside the head-to-head league, which they say is the cup competition. Or it might work slightly differently. I don't. I don't know. We'll see. Like you know, something to Google, something to look up. But if you want to join the league and come play with us, and, and you think you can test, um, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be hard pressed to beat Ben. He's he's pretty damn good at fantasy football. I tell you, previous uh, league champion didn't win the last season. Um, shout out to 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 a man like Kaluminati. Man like the current BRB league champ. And the league pin to try and test your might against the likes of Ben and Clue is X for X-ray, P for Papa, B for hey, what's the phonetic spelling for B? Bravo. Um, bravo, yeah. W for whiskey, N for November, N for November. X P B W N N. And that's it from me, man. That's it. What a note to, to end it on. Anyway, have a good week. Thank you for listening. Take care. Peace. I put the two fingers together because we're one.